Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back, friends and family, to another episode of the Backdoor Cut Show, a Memphis Grizzlies and NBA podcast brought to you by Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel and also the Barnburner Podcast Network. Uh, today we're going to bring you part two of a NBA draft and free agency mega episode uh, where we break down all the Grizzlies moves, future outlook for the roster, and also take a look at some of the other teams in the league, kind of assess the moves that they made during this shortened off season, give our grades, and just have some conversation around that. Uh, again, thanks for listening, and you can find us on the Barnburner Podcast Network or also by searching the Backdoor Cut Show wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And so with that, let's just kind of go into our roster and um, see where it stands as of now. And I think we're done in free agency. If we are to make another move, I imagine it will be trading some of these players that I'm about to list off. Point guards, we got Ja, Tyus, Conchar. Pretty set there. Can't imagine too many moves. On the wing, we got Dylan, uh, DeAnthony Melton, Justice Winslow, Kyle Anderson, Grayson Allen, Desmond Bain, and then the duo of Marco Gadurek and Mario Hazonia. Then as bigs, we got Jaron, Valanchunas, Brandon Clark, Gorgie, who is an expiring. We got uh, Professor X, a.k.a. Papa X, and Jonte Porter. Not a great roster. <laughs> not, not, not like you're not pegging us for the playoffs, even if Hell we're no. healthy, I don't think. Um, the news did come out that Justice Winslow not going to be ready to start the season. Kind don't. What's I mean, the deal with that? Like we what? don't we don't know when he's going to be ready. Like that's, it, that's it wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't yeah, have, yeah. have surgery, right? He didn't have surgery, right? No, he's had a crazy thigh bruise or hip bruise, and they were like, "Oh, don't worry, it's not that bad." And then he's rehabbing, and then now he can't start, and it's like, "What's going on?" It's a classic case of like we're going to see this play out and it's going to keep dragging along. I, I don't know if he's going to play a game in a Grizzlies uniform. Like, I mean, it's getting to that point. You're already hear pe- hearing people say like, yo, if justice don't play, that trade was not worth it. Um, maybe not. Um, but like, it is getting to a worrisome point. Like Verno is br- bringing it up. And when Verno starts saying like, what's going on with this guy? Like, that's when, you know, like, <laughs> that's when, you know, like, he's really like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is not looking good. Something's being hidden from us, um, especially him. And for him to just kind of go out and question what's going on with justice, that kind of lets you know that things aren't looking good and our you know worst fears might be becoming reality. And then, team option after this year, though, on thirteen million. On yeah, the it's not team worst option. case scenario. You know, yeah. it, it it's it is definitely shooting ourselves in the foot. But maybe we just shoot off the pinky toe and we keep it rolling. You know. Yeah, you take. I mean, I think the 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 chances. That, I mean, to be fair, that crazy ass die injury was was just that. I mean, it was like totally bizarre, unrelated to any other previous injury. We saw the videos of him practicing. He was like full speed, full go. Was gonna play before the next game, before the season got shut down, which is kind of like insanely bad luck for this kid. 
And so you just think like, okay, really unrelated. Maybe he gets back. Maybe we opt in on his deal and trade him as an expiring um, after next year. I don't know, but you would like to see just what the team would look like with a guy like that. And just for the pure basketball entertainment of it. Right. Definitely. Um, And then Jaron Jackson going to be out at least the first month. Uh, Not good. You know, he hasn't finished either of his first two seasons. Definitely. Yeah. Pretty concerning at this point, you know, I mean, you are really counting on him taking big strides. Uh, He had one of the better odds actually from DraftKings, I believe to be most improved player from this past season to next season. So, you know, that is if he should get a significant amount of games, but uh, kind kind of getting concerning at this point because you're going to have to, you're likely going to have to shell out a lot of money to keep him on the roster just because of his potential where he was drafted uh, and you really are counting on him being, you know, that second guy. Because with just Ja, if Jaron doesn't live up to his potential, all these dreams that we have of making playoff run, runs are kind of shot, really. I, I mean, there's a lot riding on Jaron's health at this point. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the uh, Embiid, right? I mean, you hope it kind of tracks. Not they're not the same player, but just kind of like early – health issues, then suddenly he's kind of fine. I mean, like, he just kind of came out of it. We often forget that he was, like, so hurt. People were questioning whether he'd ever be able to play a full season. So, but, yeah, what were you saying, Rich? Sorry. Oh, no, you're good, man. I was just saying, like, it's definitely something concerning to me, at least, like, regarding Jaron, or as my dad refers to him, Jason Johnson Jr., because he just never gets his <laughs> fucking name right. <laughs> my, dad's like, my dad's like, oh, Jason Johnson Jr., just, he's, he's never healthy. <laughs> Like, what a disrespect by Papa yeah, Meat there just refuses right. to learn his first name. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, you got it, man. But I like when, <laughs> when he talks to me about it, I'm just like, you know, I've always been in defense mode. Like, no, like Jaren's is that. But I mean, man, at this point, it, it's becoming a occurrence. And it's just like, you know, it's always something that it just seems to like linger and linger. And I and I just feel scared sometimes when I watch him play. Like I just feel like if he falls, if he so fragile goes the wrong way, like he's fragile as fuck. And I just I just don't know, man. I don't know what aids in that, like what helps that as a player progresses um, in their career. But yeah, definitely of concern to me uh, because, like y'all stated, he is a foundational piece. He's supposed to be a building block, a pillar. Uh, but you know, if the fucking foundation is unstable, that's just never gonna work. So you know, he's I hope, Steph I Curry that. treatment. Man, you get the ankle, whatever, wherever Steph went, like climbed up the mountains of Tibet and got some <laughs> injected in his ankles. But like he was fine after crazy mm-hmm. ankle issues. I, the Jaron thing to me, I'm like the, the way I rationalize it is that the past two se- the seasons that he's like stopped his season is mostly due to the team like being very careful. Uh, like the thigh bruise thing, we were just like, ah, shut it down. We're trying to lose anyway. Now we've already tra- we traded Mike and Mark. Like we'll just shut it down and, and try to lose games. He probably could have played, right? Like if it was like a push or something, um, or at least not shut down the whole season. And then the, the meniscus thing, like he's coming back from it. He could probably play, you know, on December 22nd as opposed to, you know, mid-January. Um, but they're just like playing it safe. And I think really the goal is to probably, I mean, they will never say it, but to lose games this year, um, to get a pick in this next draft, which Mason said is good and it is. So I think that's sort of a play too. Like he could play if we were in a different position. That's how I rationalize it, like, if we were, you know, playoff bound and like competitive in a couple of years, like I think he'd be more available. It's not like justice level where he's just like chronically hurt and can't stay on the court yet. 
Right, right. And, yeah, I mean, I, it, it could be worse, right? They could rush him back, and then he fucking does it again, and then he never suits up for us. So um, just ho- hoping for the best and hope we just got to hope the doctors know what they're doing, telling them to do the right shit, taking care of them. Um, we do have to say goodbye to a few players. Um, some spent a lot of time with us. Some didn't spend very long. Um, and we'll start with the shortest one, Anthony Tolliver. I think it's safe to say he won't be back. It was fun while it lasted. It was fun. He he let it fly, you know? I mean, he didn't do much else, but he he made a couple threes. And anytime you get someone in a Grizzlies jersey who can knock down some threes, you know, we appreciate that. So shout out to Anthony (laughs) Tolliver. We appreciate it. I'll always remember that Atlanta game, man. He came on the court shooting that thing. I'll always remember that his 10-day contract lasted from fucking March (laughs) until, like, August. So – um that that was that was really cool of anthony tolliver to stick around so long uh then another guy who didn't stick around as long my boy richest boy mr josh jackson who uh, signed a deal with detroit the home native. team detroit uh josh is obviously a michigan native so he's playing for the pistons now Wishing him all the best. You know, I don't think anyone has any ill will towards Josh from Memphis. Came in, did what was asked of him. Played well when we needed him, when injuries struck, and he got to suit up for the Grizzlies finally after his uh, stint on probation down in South Haven. And the next guy, been with us for two years, guys. Really, I mean, he brought a lot to the Grizzlies. Brought a lot of media to the Grizzlies. Mm. Uta Watanabe. Yep. Uh, I think I think it's safe to say he is done as well. So we bid adieu. Uh, and I, I open the floor to anyone who has any any, you know, farewell messages to any of those three guys, Uta, Josh Jackson, or Anthony Tolliver. No. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit. Uh, it's, uh, that's interesting. Hey, but as Mason says, Detroit's better than China. And that's right. That is right. At least you know all I, I do have to say. At least he's not a center and going to play. <laughs> yeah, playing time shouldn't be hard to come by no. because they have like two wings on yeah. the roster. So, all right, let let you mention Detroit, who by most accounts has had a pretty rough go at it in free agency. They drafted Killian Hayes and then just signed as many centers as possible. Three, on the other three, to be exact. On the other hand, there's some teams who have had really good free agencies, and I want to turn the floor over to Rich. Rich, your Lakers, people are seem to be pretty excited about the moves they've made. How are you feeling? And kind of just walk us through the moves that have been made for the reigning champs. Yeah, so let's see. I mean, honestly, when we talk about returning, like, post-championship, like, I think this has been probably the most roster turnover I've ever experienced. Like, I think Lakers – have lost Rondo, Avery Bradley, Danny Green, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, um, uh, J.R. Smith won't be back, Deion Waiters won't be back, etc. But I honestly fucking love it. Um, we got Danny Green ass out of there. We appreciate the DG, but you have How to many go. more? How many more, bro? You had to go. Um, and, you know, the first move that was kind of made was uh, doing the trade, signing trade for Schroeder. Um, who I think is exactly what we needed, a secondary ball handler, somebody who can create his own shot. Love and then just, you know, infuse some more life um, into the backcourt. 
uh, offensively. And he's a pest on defense. He's a dog. Um, spent a whole year in an apprenticeship under Chris Paul in Oklahoma City. So I think, you know, he, he's ready for this stage. Um, you also got Montrez Harrell, man, who, who, who got the call up to varsity. Um, he, he toiled away in JV for quite some time, but he's on varsity. He's with the big dogs now. Um, granted, you know, I was somebody who wanted Dwight back. Um, and, and if you see the story of how the talks broke down, it's the most Dwight Howard story ever. Um, it's just some shit that could only happen to Dwight Howard where you think there's an offer, you tweets, what, whatever, man. But uh, I'm happy to have my trails on this side. Man. I mean, Dwight tweeted, what was it? The purple and gold <laughs> never gets old. Gold, never gets old. I'm happy to be back. Some shit. And then Rob Link was like, well, that, that wasn't an offer. That was just, we we're just talking right now. And so, you know, he fled to Philly. So, you know, whatever. Um, and so, you know, I'm excited to see what Montrez can bring. I think people forget the regular season because the postseason stood out so much um, with his struggles and, you know, the things that were going on in his personal life. Um, and so I think six man of the year, six man of the, the year. year. Like, let's not forget that we have the six man of the year and the runner up to the six man of the year now infusing into this bench. Um, you also got Mark Gasol, uh, our former, our former uh, great Shout runner, out, baby. core yeah, four guy. Awesome. Um Sign him with the Lakers. I, I I like I don't know how much Mark has left in the tank. Um yeah, that's the problem. You yeah. don't want it to end badly for Mark. I don't, like. I don't love the, the move. I feel like it's more name recognition. Um, but I'm excited to see what he can bring from the high post just from a passing standpoint in spot minutes, um, for sure. Um, and then also Wesley Matthews came on board, who was starting for Milwaukee this past year. Um, older on the old end, been around for what seems like forever. I remember when he was starting as a rookie in Utah as an undrafted free agent. Uh, he's just been around forever. Can hit the open three, um, hustles on defense. And, you know, I still don't think the roster is done. I think we waived Quinn Cook. Um, Quinn Cook, you know, we appreciate you. Just a good guy, man. Good guy. Uh, solid locker room presence. But, yeah, I love the moves. Honestly, Schroeder was for sure my favorite. I just think that, that shit came out of left field. I was not expecting that. Um and, you know, we're ready to lace him up. Once AD puts that pin to the paper, uh, we'll be ready to go. KCP got paid. I think he he had a great finals run. Um, and also, Rich Paul is his agent. So, that's, <laughs> that's, you know, you're going to get paid. You're going to get signed. And you're going to be okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I think they did really well. Um, I did want Serge, I will admit. Uh, Serge ended up going to the Clippers. I was interested in bringing on Serge. But, you know, you can't win them all. So, uh, yeah, all in all, I'm completely satisfied uh, with the decisions Palinka, really LeBron, but Palinka mm-hmm. made um, to craft this roster. Any other teams that you guys are high on, their free agency and draft and the moves that they've made? Portland. Portland for me. Like, I fucking love what they're doing. So they got Canner back. Um, they got Robert Covington, Harry Rodney Giles. Hood, Harry Giles. Uh, I feel like there was one more move in yeah. there. Um, but Nello, definitely, Nello signed back. yeah, so they got the wings that they lacked last year. Worst players like Anthony Simons, he's probably their 15th man now. Um, just a deep roster and a team that should be, you know, ready to make some noise. Yeah, they can stay healthy. I mean, top four C. I mean, I, I like them more than the Jazz. I like them more than the, the Nuggets. I know right. everyone's ready to love the 
Jokic Murray thing. And like, I just can't get behind. I don't know what they got. I think they got to win a title for me to be like, I'm fired up about these guys. <laughs> well, who uh, did the Nuggets lose? I feel like they, they re-signed Millsap, but oh, they, they lost, lost Toy Craig. Toy Craig, they didn't re-sign him. Uh, yeah. but they didn't even match his uh, whatever, you know, someone else wanted to go. Um, yeah, his offer yeah. sheet. They, they just pulled yeah. their qualifying offer. Um, they also lost Mason Plumley, who, of course, <laughs> went to Detroit because he's a big man. <laughs> Shout out Keith for, uh, the, with Fast Face Breakfast for referring to – contracts this year in, in Mason Plumley amounts. <laughs> yeah. uh, so like Plumley gets paid eight a year. It's fucking insane. Oh shit. So like yeah. Russ is making like five Mason Plumleys a year. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> they lost Jeremy Grant also. Yeah. yeah. Which to is, Detroit, right? Yeah. To yeah. Detroit. They, so he, he went there probably, yeah, who just said fuck y'all man because he yeah, was gonna get shady. Exactly he said I want to I want to shoot. So he said I'm going to Detroit. <laughs> so I mean I d- I did not see Jeremy Grant as Someone who would leave leave the same amount of money, leave Denver, and go to Detroit. Million. Yeah, like what? Like yeah. he seemed like a that makes he like a man. gamer. You know? Yeah, I don't care. Oh. I, 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 yeah. And then for Detroit to pay Jeremy Grant sixty, yeah. and like Christian Woodwalk, who's their burgeoning young star, and everyone was like, "Wait, are they going to pay him?" Fucking insane. I mean, this is a role I, player. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, they're just making moves to make moves now. I feel like they're like. Oh, look at us. We're doing shit you didn't expect. And it's like, yeah, well, it's dumb shit. You know, it doesn't matter if like you're making moves if they're all leading you to the wrong place. Fucking but anyway. Okafor, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's tough right there. Dwayne oh, Dedman. That's <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, so, the Suns are better. Suns are better. That's something we kind of mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that they uh they're definitely gonna build on that eight-game winning streak. And Chris Paul just notably good. I think fits in great with Booker. They wanted to play together, so that's good. Already getting up shots we've seen on social media. What do we think about the traded Ubre though? Traded Ubre, who was like a huge part. Javon Carter, Javon Carter got paid, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, the final Chris Wallace move, I guess. Uh, Maybe that was his first hit in a long time. (laughs) What uh, What do we think of Minnesota? Um, Number one overall pick, Anthony Edwards. They got D'Lo. They brought back Rubio. They've got Towns. They signed Malik Beasley and his assault rifle to a a sixty million dollar contract. Um, it's got you know, a gangster what, grill. Yeah, that's which. By the way, I, I'd heard this on a. Apparently, he, like his family was like he pointed an assault rifle at his family who like pulled into his driveway and said, "Get the fuck off my property!" And then like kept it trained on his family until they like got out of sight, like a straight up like with a scope and shit, like a military grade assault rifle. And we I don't, don't know if that's true or not, but that's that's what I heard. And then we, they do, just, we don't know the circumstances. Family can do some foul shit, so. Who yeah, I mean, maybe they deserved it exactly. But then they got then he got searched and they found like a couple pounds of weeds. So then that exacerbated because then you're looking at like compounding charges. That's why he's in a world of hurt was because he was like, you know, being yeah, a couple yeah. pounds of weed. That's, that's not yeah. what you want. Yeah. I mean, and that alone, whatever. But like it's with the assault rifle. Then you're like, you know, not what you want. It um, takes a long time to smoke a couple pounds of weed. <laughs> yeah, that's like a <laughs> no brick, right? how much that's recovery like a, you need. Like that's, that's like a, a straight lot up brick, of weed. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what do we think? I mean, are they better? Are they making the playoffs this year? Like, I, no, the West is crazy. Playoffs. No, okay. I mean, like, fine. They're like, I'd say they're with us, like right in that range with us. Even though they seemingly have more talent, like it's a weird mix with D'Angelo, Rubio, Edwards, Beasley. Like, uh, Beasley's really the only one who's used to not having the ball in his hands and being effective. Cat, yeah, he's super talented, but 
he's been in the league for like seven years now, it feels like, and he ain't done shit except for when Jimmy Butler was on his team. Like, the guy they got another lottery pick. Is Culver still there? Yeah, Culver, Jared Culver, Culver, who's also like a point guard who needs the ball, not really good off the ball player. So I mean, I'm I'm not buying anything with the Timberwolves. I fully expect them to be, you know, bottom of the barrel along with Oklahoma City and unfortunately with the way the health issues are playing out, probably the Grizzlies. Uh, I think that's the team that I expect to beat when we play them, even if Jaron and Justice is not playing. Oh, really? So that's that's kind of the heart of what I'm saying. Like, it, so yeah, you you still hurt. They, ain't, they ain't got no heart. Like they might yeah, no, win I, a I couple games here, but yeah, um, they especially and now you got to work Edwards in. Who, if he's not an integral part of your offense, then why'd you pick him? You know, so that fit with D'Angelo Russell, who's a ball. Dominant guard and, and that's cat. the only only way that Rubio adds value to you is when he's got the ball. So yeah. it's gonna be a so very strange makeup mishmash yeah. of ball handlers. They're gonna suck. Yeah. I mean they're not gonna be good. Uh unlike I think the Suns, you know, they got a chance for the six, five seed in the West. Um shout out Kings. Who did not do, do the Kangs move? They they drafted Tyrese Halliburton, who kept falling and kept falling and kept falling. And Celtics thought he might get to him, and then the Kings snapped him up. Another ball handler to go with the uh, Deer and Fox. A lot of people view Halliburton as kind of the guy that if you know, there is to be a star out of this, he's your guy. Alba State just kind of a solid guard, weird shot, but it goes in. Uh, at, you know, now they've got kind of a two-headed guard monster, not unlike the Damian Lillard, um, CJ McCollum. At least they hope that that's kind of what it becomes. They're in Sacramento, so you maybe you get badly back on the court and they're back dancing. I, I, I mean, <laughs> everyone got better with, with the exception of us. I feel like let's go. On, let's, uh, hold on. Oh, let's not compare them to Dame and CJ. Like Fox is good; he just got I'm his talking, money. I, yeah, but I, I'm not talking about they're the exact same. Come on, man! Like don't 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 do the thing where like uh, you're trying to mischaracterize my words. I'm talking. I mean, about the Kings how, are gonna suck. They, I don't think they got better. They, yeah, they, lost they, Bo- they lost Bogey, they who was their first or second best player. That's true. That's true. That is that that does suck. And so, so they, did, they didn't make any they other moves. They they drafted Halliburton, who was a guy who fell in the draft. Like, how'd they get better? I was saying the Kings would usually pass on that guy. They didn't fucking draft Luka Doncic, dude. <laughs> it's like I mean, you know, yeah, I understand that, but I mean Halliburton, I don't. He's not Luka, so no, the no, Kings no. are going to be trash. Fox will be traded soon. Oh wow! Okay, you hate the Kings. No, I I think they're better, but I mean, I how, hear you. how did they get better? I think Foxy are better. I think Bagley can stay on the court if he if Bagley stays on the court is my contingency. Like I, I think that he hasn't been able to play like basically the entirety of the past two years. When he's on the court, it's like I don't know. You see one of those tweets or whatever. It's like Bagley on the court, they're plus whatever. Bagley off the court, they're minus whatever. And they do look better the one time I watched them on League Pass with Bagley. Obviously, he's a good, consistent, versatile big man. I think if they can just all fucking play. I feel like you're going against your own theory of, yeah, this team is supposed to be better, but they always suck every time they're supposed to be better. Well, that's because they've been hurt, though. The Hawks were all, like, playing and they sucked. I mean, the Pelicans. I I just – I don't don't see how you can buy stock in the Kings. Kings Kings fans aren't buying stock in the Kings right now. I kind of like the Kings. Just let me like them, man. You can have your opinion. They're going to suck. All right. <laughs> uh, who do you think is going to be good? They, they did take uh, jo- my guy, draft darling, Jamis Ramsey. So I do appreciate that. So I'm going to have to tune in and watch him, see how he progresses. 
Just yeah. A nugget. Uh, I think the Bucks got a lot better too. Um, I don't, I don't see that. I don't have a list of their moves in front of me, but every time they signed someone, I was like, damn, that seems like a good pickup. Uh, Zach, yeah, do, do you have their right? moves? Drew Holiday and then in, instead of George Hill and Bledsoe, right? And then what else? They re-signed like Connaughton. They re-signed like all their like white guy wings. They got Bobby Porter too. Oh, yeah. They got Jeff Teague. Um, who was the backup point guard you just said, Rich? DJ Augustine from Orlando. Yeah, so they got a couple guards. Um, Brent Forbes got added. Oh, Brent Forbes, yeah. uh, uh, I like Brent Cameron Forbes. Added DJ Augustine. But the, the question remains: Who's like, you know, into the shot clock? Game four against the Miami Heat in the semis. Like, who's getting the ball on, my, on the Bucks? And I think the question still is the same, right? Like, do you trust Drew Holiday to win you a game? Is Middleton winning you a game? If they like wall up the paint, Giannis hitting the jump shot over you, probably not. That's the same kind of issue, right? That's like why they were hoping to get probably more of like a, I don't know, like a star wing or a point guard. So I have a question. What What is it that went down with the Bogdanovich move? Like what was the Woj like announced that prematurely? Like what happened with that? That's what it seems like. Seems yeah. like, uh, you know, like it, like it happens all the time. This deal was orchestrated under the table and it got leaked too soon. It was a bad look on the NBA and, yeah. Uh, they came down, you know, said, hey, this can't happen. Or these two ta- teams just orchestrated this de- deal without Bogey's knowledge, which I find that hard to believe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I mean, how crazy is it to think that fucking Woj and Shams could, in theory, down the line, because Giannis doesn't get uh, Bogdanovich, his running mate, lead to Giannis leaving Milwaukee? <laughs> so you know the two biggest reporters could lead to the Bucks losing their star player. I mean, you know, it's a it's a stretch, but Bogey would have helped this team. Um, There's also a zero percent chance that either of them would ever take any credit for that at all. And in the second that anyone like ever mentioned that, Woj would send you an email that said "fuck you" like he does. Yeah, I just wonder like why they reported it. They know the rules. Like, oh, it's. You they know, know why they report. I know they, it's all about trying to be first, but yeah, that, to that keep your connections and stuff like that just seems like something that and they wouldn't like, do. In the morning too, like it was hella late. Yeah, it's just a weird, weird situation all around. Like maybe, maybe Bogey never really agreed to it because I, I just don't see Shams and Woj being like, "Oh, we know this is illegal, but we're gonna go ahead and report it." You know. Like, I don't no, know. No, I know it don't make any sense. And potentially yeah. fuck this deal for you. Like, yeah. that doesn't I don't seem understand like, what their incentive was there. That doesn't seem like good business for them. So, no. yeah. Um, what do we think about Dallas? Did they get any better? Because they're, they're always like, Dallas were like, oh, we always praise them for what they do because they're like, they kind of went to win now because they had like a transcendent guy. Um, and, and they get praised mm-hmm. for it. Whereas Atlanta were kind of roasting them, but they did have, they have Lucas. So it's like they're ready. You know, he's MVP caliber now. Um, I don't know if they got any better. They lost uh, uh, Little Curry. Um, got Josh they, Richardson. They, back yeah. Josh Richardson. they needed who, a defender. Who should fit better in there, you know, instead of the, the weird ass 76ers roster where he's throwing entry passes and expected to hit like kick out threes. Um, yeah. he should fit in better. I, I don't know though. Like I, I think know, they I lost Milan to somewhere. They did, some yeah. They drafted Josh Green, the uh, you know, the Arizona wing, who how many Arizona wings have ever worked out? Um, it's just it, it's an interesting thing where you I guess like Porzingis is supposed to be kind of on Jaren's track like missed the first month or so 
it's you know that's what we hope that Jaron isn't. By the way, every time I see Porzingis injuries, I think about Jaron. Not only for the unicorn comparison, but just like the uh, the injury aspect is very scary to me. Uh, so hope that in the case. But yeah, what do we think of the Mavs? Are they just better because Lucas are better, or are they kind of like the same? I don't think they yeah, necessarily did anything that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they did anything that like necessarily moved the needle too much. Yeah. Like yeah. Luca's gonna get better. You hope KP can play the entire season, you know, without you know major hiccups, and then mostly just took care of their boys. They re-signed, brought back most of their guys, and they're just trying to button up and you know make another run at it. I expect a bigger moves from them, honestly. Um, I don't know, just not not like Mark Cuban to be complacent. I know they were in the running for Mark Gasol until early today. Um, but I, I don't think that would have put them over the top. I don't know what I would have expected them to do, though, honestly. Surge, probably. Um, I would have liked Surge for them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously, he's going to a more like surefire sure. winning yeah. situation. Uh, but, you know, I probably would have paid Surge a little more than the Clippers or Lakers would offer and see what happened. He would have been a good fit, I think. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I Like, it's not like there was another guy out there. Maybe they're waiting till 21, like a lot of the, the smarter teams are. Right, and you know, no matter who they brought in, they're pro- they're not going to be a championship contender. I mean, maybe, maybe Luca can be that, but they could be a team that takes a step back this year as well. I guess I'll put it like that. Like they may not be the second a second round out wouldn't be surprising for the Mavs or first round out. Like I don't think anyone expects more than that from them. They might be a few years away from being a few years away. That's kind of <laughs> how I view the Mavs. Oh, Bruno, yeah. <laughs> What about the uh, Pelicans? Um, this is a, we're going to probably split this podcast into two. So if you're listening, then you're listening to the second draft. But we're listening. We're kind of going through the teams, discussing the free agency moves and how that moves the needle or, or lowers the needle for, for a particular team. We talked through a lot of the different conferences. Pelicans, the Grizzlies' self-proclaimed rival, as we're deeming on this podcast. Um, you hope you get Zion back. They drafted Kira, uh, Kyra Lewis Jr. out of Alabama, the point guard. Um, they got rid of Drew. Well, they didn't get rid of him. They you know traded him and then. Uh, I, I, did they reroute George Hill and, and he's in OKC? So yeah, they I, I, they let Frank Jackson walk as a free agent. Bledsoe's Bled- still on the team, I believe. Yeah, Bledsoe's yeah. in New Orleans. So, what do we think about the Pelicans? I mean, uh, you know, you've got Brandon Ingram should get a year better. Zion should play more than he did last year, just logically. So, I mean, are, are they better? Are they like are they just developmentally better? I, I will say I didn't really understand the draft pick. Um, of Kyra Lewis Jr. just with the trade that they made and the guards they already had. Um, and J.J. Redick, I heard, was in talks to be the clay replacement if the Oubre deal did not fall through, uh, if it did not go through. Um, but I don't know, man. I think I'm just excited to see Stan Van Gundy as their coach more so than I am about their roster. Um, I think he's going to put them in some positions to be successful. I know Favors walked as well. He was kind of their bruiser. Um, their big man, the rebounder. I think they ended up signing – they signed another center. They signed another center um, who's escaping me, but I still I still don't know about Jackson Hayes either. I mean, he was they, a lot of – Yeah, they added uh, uh, Steven Adams. Steven Adams, that's who it is. Fuck his big ass. Shit. So, oh, yeah. I forgot he, about that. His that, ass will be in the big He's big as shit, man. Um, so, shit. I guess the question is who starts at the one? Is it Bledsoe or is it Zoe? I mean, probably Bledsoe. Just they you can't want, shoot. You want Zoe to play <laughs> off ball, like. But that, for some reason, people want him to play off ball. Like that's like 
the the desire. I don't know what Van Gundy does, and then Ingram at the three and Zion four and Stephen Adams five. That's pres- maybe a better roster than last year. You like you kind of like that. Uh, at least I do. But I don't know if they all play. I I, I guess they're better. Um, but I don't yeah. know. Not super high on what they did, but you know they should be a little better just developmentally. But yeah, they, they're kind of taking our approach, right? Like they traded Drew for some assets, and they're they're not like trying to blow their load this year. Understanding that their their future kind of is more in line with us, where you're looking at a post LeBron, you know, post Kawhi like West, where you try to start making those runs. Um, but Ingram is extension eligible, and I haven't heard anything on that, so that's kind of weird. Um, thought that would be you know. First Done order too. of business. That's where we've seen Fox inked up. We've seen Tatum. Um, you know, I think a lot of those guys from that draft class so far have gotten their max extensions. Um, yeah, Donovan Bam, Mitchell. Bam, Bam would be another one who's up. So, yeah. But Ingram, I mean, one of the best in that class. So, surprised that hasn't happened. Uh, Spurs drafted Devin Vassell uh, out of Florida State, kind of the other other rangy wing that was out there along with Neesmith and, and Desmond Bain, honestly. Um, DeBrosen and LaMarcus Aldridge on expiring contracts this year. Are they traded before the end of the season? Do they end the season in Spurs uniforms? Who the hell knows? In San you have Antonio. to think not, right? They've never, they've never been in this situation really before, so at least not since the NBA has been what it's become. You know, They've always had their stars and they kept their stars and that's how they operated these guys aren't homegrown they haven't went on wild playoff runs or anything so they have no attachment to them i think demar would be heavily sought after and maybe lamarcus is too if um yeah i don't i guess i would say i don't think they finished the season with the spurs spurs for what like why they're too smart of an organization to be the eight seed um, or win a play-in tournament as the nine seed, you know, like I just feel like they will make the moves to start the process of building around DeJounte Murray and Devin Vassell or whoever the hell it is, but not DeMar and LaMarcus. Yeah. And yeah I, just, I, mean, I don't know what, you know, DeRozan's contract, for example, is 20, 27, close to 28. You're looking at a 21 a million year, a, a million a year for, LaMarcus, so it's like who trades for him, where do they fit, you know, who even has a space, who would want guys like that on their team based on the way they play kind of deal. Zach, you were talking about your your thoughts on this. No, I was going to say, yeah, that DeRozan contract being under 30, I mean, he's a bucket, so he's only, he's 31. I mean, the guy's a guaranteed to get you points late in the game when you need them. So I think that, I mean, I could see him being moved at some point during the year to to a team that needs that extra push. Uh, for the playoffs or in the playoffs, a guy they can continually go to down the stretch to get them some points when they need it. Did they sign uh, Tyus's brother too? They uh, had Trey Jones. That's a good fit if they did. Yeah, yeah. It's a really I think good they fit. Did. Yeah. yeah, that's solid. So kind of in the line of like you know undersized point guards that they'll develop in their system and will end up being way better than where they're drafted kind of deal. Um, I mean, I don't expect the Spurs to be better than the Mavs, but kind of right in that same range, I guess. Play, play in eight or seven to ten range, I guess, is where I would expect really the Spurs and the Mavs. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, they were seven last year, so you see them right back there. 
I don't know. I don't know who else you guys want to talk about. I mean, there, there hasn't been a lot of crazy things in free agency. I, I think the Celtics craziest thing, lost Hayward. Yeah, I was about to say that's that's the tough. You know, one you want they wanted to sign and trade that. Um, uh, we got a, a, a potential trade that just happened. Wait, what? Uh, we blast this up. Stephen A. Smith reporting the Rockets and Wizards agree in principle on a deal since Harden to Wizards and Troy Brown, John Wall, and four unprotected first to Rockets. There's absolutely no way this is true, but I'm going to go to Twitter right now while you guys talk about the Celtics. I mean, what did they do? They lost Canner. They lost Hayward. Have they, they brought, brought in uh, Tristan Thompson? Okay, that's what yeah. they need, honestly. It helps them a lot in the paint. Rebound. But, you but know, he's 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 limited. They still lack that guard slash wing depth of someone who can just come in and score. And, and I mean, they lost Brad Wanamaker, I think. Yeah, he's with Golden State. And like he was fine, but yeah, I guess you, they're hoping to replace him with Peyton Pritchard out of Oregon, a uh, four year guy they, that they, they drafted. They still got uh, Carson Edwards from Purdue, Romeo Langford from Indiana. I mean, you can't bank on any of those guys, though, you, can't you know? Bank on any of them. Hell no. And I mean, like, you lose Hayward, you know, who goes to get the bag. And then you you also lose Cantor, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm just trying who to. Who didn't play a lot, but right. it was they, a they, ha- they haven't addressed their depth uh, issues, like on the right. wing, really, behind Tatum, Brown, and Smart. It's not the wing. Maybe it's backup point guard at two, but just kind of their perimeter issues are still issues. They did address the big issue with Tristan Thompson, um, you know, either playing starting ahead of these or, you know, coming off the bench and being a just a monster off the bench. I, I would think he'll start uh, for defensive reasons. But, Sam, any luck on that trade? Is that is that fake news? Fake news. Not seeing anything about it. Damn. Um, uh, but you know, I'm not seeing anything about it on Stephen A. Smith's Twitter. I guess it's possible he could be reporting it live on Sports Center right now that we're just not watching. Um, but I don't see anything about it on the interwebs at this point. So shout out that kid 500 uh, for a potential mm-hmm. pump fake. We're all in the air. We're Dylan Brooks fouling Demar Derozan right now in the bubble. <laughs> um, Raptors lose Gasol, lose Ibaka. D- did uh, take care of Fred Van Fleet. Four year um, 85. Yeah, they locked up uh, Boucher too. Uh, their backup big. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that they feels like it feels like they took a step back to me losing yeah. Ibaka and Gasol. Yeah, they're definitely At, gonna. Yeah, they yeah. added Aaron Baines, one of NBA Twitter's favorite people. He has oh, a, that ain't a pretty bad. big fan account. I think him and Tony Snell have the two <laughs> biggest like stands out there uh, for like as far as Twitter following goes. So the shouts to the Toronto Tampa Raptors. Oh yeah, the Tampa Raptors. That'd be interesting. No state tax, at least. So those guys will make a little more money, I assume. I, but I, mean, I don't I have know. No idea what Canada's. I think you get paid were. based on where you play. So they should get paid based on being in Tampa. Um, and yeah, Florida taxes are better than Canada taxes for sure. Um. But, yeah, I mean, a lot going on, but not a whole lot of groundbreaking moves. I don't think we've seen the landscape of the league change at all. The teams who were good last year should be good again. Out west, it'll be the Lakers, Clippers, Blazers, Nuggets, um, you know, those kind of the main main teams with 
several teams nipping on their ass and then several teams who think they should be playoff teams fighting for that play in tournament. And then a couple teams like the Thunder and Kings who are going to suck. Uh, yeah, I want to talk. I want to do like <laughs> a couple minutes on the Thunder, like the the whole like Presti and, and Brasillo went on a rant like this, and this is kind of like goes to my thought on draft picks. Is like the the presumption is when you're like a team that is tanking or like blowing up, then you become the way station for bad deals, bad contracts, and you facilitate all these trades, and then with that you get draft compensation. So if I want to dump a contract, open door with Sam Presti down there in OKC. Here you go, buddy. Here's a, a late first round pick um, because I'm a good team. So all my first round picks will be late as as compensation for you taking care of me. Thank you very much. And then everyone goes for it amicably. Presti is praised for doing that. The other team is praised for like understanding that they're a way station and all that. But like the the whole like what's the the Thunder's actual prognosis going forward? They have like 17 first round picks in the next like three or four years. Uh, a, a, a major, the majority of those, the ones that really don't belong to them, the ones that they'll belong to, that belong to them are obviously going to be bad. They'll be bad. They'll get high picks. Uh, are are all from teams that are looking to get better and improve theoretically late first round. Like, what is he gonna? What are they gonna do with all those? Are they actually like gonna be better? Would you rather be the Thunder or the Grizzlies? I guess. I, I, I guess you say Grizzlies because Grizzlies have like the two stars that you conceivably build around. But it, it seems like the Thunder went so far into this like. NBA 2K GM territory that's like and and you just wonder what the actual return is on that. You know, how how often do these second these first round late you know in the twenties first round picks turn into anything? I guess the presumption is that you can trade those, package those for someone, but we saw this year that that didn't really work in the in the draft. Like a lot of teams wanted to move up, like the Warriors and hell the the Knicks tried to trade a bunch of picks to move up allegedly and, and so no one really wanted to do that. So it's like what's the good of any of it? Um, unless you have the next star asks out and then you trade all your picks to get that star, uh, like a James Harden, for example. I just wonder, like, have we gone too far the other way on the draft capital thing and we're not actually, like, looking at the reality of the league? But Is, is there another team that has attempted it to this ex- – not to this extreme because I don't think anyone has, but what team has done it to the most extreme outside of where we're at now with Oklahoma City? I mean, Philly. Arguably, arguably Philly, yeah. And that was even before people were like, I mean, they weren't even as much of like the way station. Uh, but yeah, they were the but, precursors to this. Yeah, but that was more of like, we're just going to suck and get our own first or high level draft picks more so than the, the, the we're going to hoard everyone else's first round. I mean, I would argue no the Celtics. Right? I mean, they, they, they dumped on uh, Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. They dumped be. like KG and Pierce and all them like to the Nets for, for, for draft compensation, kind of like right at the end, kind of like we did with Mark and. And, uh, and Mike and and then have just spent like the past five, six years taking advantage of teams, recouping draft assets. And then we saw what happens like when you don't trade them um, before they're drafted, then it's like the new car thing is apt where as soon as you draft a player, it's like driving the new car off the lot. And it's like not that exciting anymore. But just the prospect of beginning to take your own guy. All these GMs love that shit. They just get off on the, the chance. It's like playing a fucking slot machine, a draft pick. So there's some sort of human excitement that happens with it. But I, I just don't know, like, you know, if you should get the praise. It, it, they're going to suck. You're going to suck for a long time. And I don't care how many draft picks you have. Like, I, it just it's going to be a weird spot to be. Well, I mean, to be fair, the Celtics drafted Tatum, Brown, yeah. and Marcus Smart and have been in the Eastern Conference Finals the you know last couple of years. So uh, it can work. It's just a matter of if you hit on your picks – I think OKC is taking it a bit to the extreme, but 
they are also going to be bad, so they will have the top end picks as well of the draft <clears throat> to you know select those superstars, and then the first late first round picks at you know the same way they're getting them. They're such a high currency. Like you, if you pick and choose the time to strike, you can build your roster out with uh, you know b- by using those picks as assets to trade. Sometimes you pick your guy if you, you know, if you like Desmond Bain, if you like Brandon Clark, you're going to have so many picks. Like it's going to be, I'm not saying it's going to work, but you're going to have so many opportunities to make it work. If it fails, it's going to be like ridiculously impressive. Well, and and it doesn't have to do with like, I think they're doing what the reasonable thing to do is, but the, when you trade a guy like Ubre away, like for more picks, yeah. it's like maybe keep the guys that could be a part of what, right. you, have, what you have with SGA. Like the, he, that's what I'm saying is he's gone like so far extreme. He's not even keeping like guys we know are good. Like, are you right. going to get, is that pick that you got for Ubre going to be a player that's better than Ubre? Like from probably not. Like, I mean, you know, just the chances, the odds are not high that that turns out. It's just like, at some point we have to just keep guys that are good and yeah. stop going for guys that might be better. It's like, it's the, it's like online dating, man. Like you're swiping and you're like, this chick's cool. She's pretty hot, but like maybe the next chick's cooler and hotter. And it's, it, it's, it, I mean, it really is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a like kind of an epidemic on millennials, the choice thing. So it's like bleeding its way in the NBA. Welcome to my Ted talk. Yeah, man. Any other teams I want to hit on? Yeah. I think we covered it for the most part. Real quick shout out to Precious Achua. Oh, yeah. Getting drafted uh, right outside the lottery by the Miami Heat. Really exciting for him. I mean, I couldn't have picked a better guy. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but you can tell just on the court, I mean, that guy's here to play. He wants to play basketball, and he's in no better place to go and learn than in Miami. So, Super exciting, especially behind a guy. He's going to get to train behind a guy who is really his prototype player, a guy he could turn into. It's kind of like Aaron Rodgers going and playing behind Brett Favre or Tom Brady getting to play behind Drew Bledsoe. Like you get to play behind a great guy, and then you know hopefully you can carry that mantle and be even better than them. Also, <laughs> Memphis had two guys drafted before Kentucky had anyone drafted, so – that was a pretty good feeling. You don't have that happen too often. So props to the Memphis program for that and Penny Hardaway. I think that was pretty big and needs to be – isn't hyped up enough. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Penny Hardaway, the Tigers will be in action this week as they go to South Dakota and hope to not catch the Rona. <laughs> Man, that shit's – yeah, got you. Got to get those top one hundred wins, man. A little bit better competition than uh, down in the Bahamas last year, but uh, not the elite competition we were expecting when this tournament was supposed to be. Where was this one supposed to be? Uh, the Atlantis yeah. Battle for yeah. Atlantis Battle for is now battling South Dakota. Only the strong survive. So, uh, <laughs> best of luck to the Tigers. And we still got a couple more days of free agency, but before we know it, guys, the Grizzlies will report to training camp. And uh, I think we still have we, – we obviously have some moves to be made. We have too, too many players on the roster. So whether that's Marco and Mario getting waived um, or a move happening, should have some action to talk about here soon. But uh, 
Anybody got anything they want to close it out with? No, Take sir. us home. All right. Well, that's been our 2020 NBA draft and free agency recap for the Memphis Grizzlies and the NBA in general. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next week.